All right, let's turn to 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. And uh, we'll finish up. We started this this morning but didn't finish it, so we'll try to finish this up uh, tonight. But tonight we'll just begin in verse 18 through the end of the chapter. Second John, 1 John chapter 2, 18 to the end of the chapter. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 says... Little children, there it is again. It is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out, that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have not written unto you because ye know not the truth, but because ye know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Whosoever denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he hath promised us, even eternal life. These things have I written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Amen. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, God, we just praise you and worship you. And Lord, again, thank you for these good songs. Thank you that you are the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, uh, the lifter up of our head, that you are the bright and morning star, uh, dear God, and you're all that we need. And God, thank you that you came to us, uh, dear God, and you delighted to do that and saved us and transformed our lives. Well, we thank you again for each one that's here tonight, each one that's listening. We pray you'd work in every heart through the Word of God. Lord, you know what's in people's hearts and what's going on in their homes and uh, needs that they have, whether spiritual, physical, financial, Lord, in every area. Lord, if by chance, again, there's somebody here listening that's not saved, again, we ask you, uh, dear God, to work in that heart. And Lord, we thank you again for giving us your word. Help us to grow thereby as we've seen in this portion of Scripture. God, we just would, uh, uh, we want to grow on a daily basis to be what you'd have us to be, to your honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Of course, uh, we looked at uh, uh, part of this uh, Scripture this morning where it talked about the different uh, phases we go through as believers, from little children to young men to fathers. And uh, the challenge there, continue, amen, not just to go through life, but grow through life, that we might be what uh, uh, God would have us to be. And as it talked about there in Hebrews, those of full age, amen, those that have completed uh, the course, right? We're in a, we're in a race, amen. When you're race, you like to uh, cross the finish line, amen. And uh, we want to cross the, uh, uh, the finish line and be what God would have us be uh, as as uh, uh, believers, and what a wonderful 
uh, thing that is uh, to keep on moving and keep on uh, 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 growing and uh, be be strong in the Lord. And again, we said that has nothing to do with how long you've been saved, amen, but uh, that you've been growing since you've been saved. So we say all the time, hey, have you, have you, do you have, uh, example, 10 years, you've been saved 10 years? Do you have 10 years experience of growing in the Lord and walking with the Lord? Or have you just been doing the same thing for 10, 10 years? That's, a, that's a, a big, big, big difference there, whether you've been growing or just uh, uh, going through the, the motions for that same time period. And, and again, uh, uh, Paul talked about people like that. He said, man, by now you ought to know better than this or you ought to you know, see the difference in your life. But thank God for those that have grown. And no doubt I can tell uh, many of you have been growing since you've been saved. And uh, still, as that uh, uh, song we sang, love to tell a story. It doesn't matter if you've been saved 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. You say, I still love to tell the story and I still uh, love to hear it. Amen. I've never gotten over, never want to get over what Jesus Christ did in my heart. I don't see how, how uh, again, how somebody can be saved and not want to serve the Lord and not be serious about the Lord. I know we all go through our ups and downs. Like I said, uh, you know, uh, God saved me, put a fire in my heart. Maybe it hasn't always been a bonfire, but, you know, it's never stopped burning. Amen. But when you recognize it's not a bonfire, then throw another log, amen, uh, on it. Uh, but the thing is to keep moving forward. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And here we see in these verses we've read some things to help us get uh, 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 going here. Look at verses 18 and 19. Again, little children. Again, little children, even though it mentions young men and fathers, this chapter started off mentioning little children and says at little times, and that's a good thing that you might be a new believer, but there's things in here to say, hey, listen, you can go on and have a wonderful life with God. So little children is the last time, and as you have heard, that Antichrist shall come. Now, we always think about the Antichrist, but remember, uh, this uh, book teaches even later, the spirit of the Antichrist is already here. I mean, it's already out there, you know? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Islam is Antichrist. You know, they have the spirit of Antichrist. They, they, uh, they, they deny, amen, that God has a son. They're, they're the spirit of Antichrist and so of others. So, you know, everybody, everybody's looking for the Antichrist and they're missing what the spirit of the Antichrist is already doing uh, to mess up this world and, and mess up our, our, our country. And it says, you have heard that the Antichrist shall come even now. Here it is. There are many Antichrists. And that's so, so in our generation, whereby we know that it is the, the last time. Now, look at this verse 19. They went out from us. But they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. So notice those words, amen, were not all of us, right? There is a us and there is a them, right? And the dividing line is salvation, salvation. Hey, these people never got, got saved. Now, I know it's talking about a group here, but this is a, there's a, I think there's an important principle to learn here. It says, for they had not been of us, they would have what? No doubt have continued with us. But they went out that it might be manifest they were not all of us. I think that's an, an important a, a thought to remember about people that say they're saved, and then they get out there and they walk away from God. You know, there's a, a lot of people that claim to be saved, and the reality is they are not saved. 
You know, if, if you can get out there, I, you know, hey, at least this is what I think. I think what the Bible teaches, if you can get out there and you can walk away from God and you never have no conviction and you had never have no uh, uh, heart and uh, that, hey, I, it'd be hard for me to believe, according to the word of God, uh, that you got saved. I know people uh, uh, backslide, but I still think there'll be something there. You know, there'll be some type, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're not you're, you're, your head will drop or there'll be there'll be there'll, there'll be something uh, in, in your heart, even if you know you need to uh, to get right. But if you can just go out there and live for uh, years in the world and nothing bothers you, uh, that just doesn't make sense. Uh, according to the word of God it says, sounds like maybe you were never of us, you know, because uh, uh, listen, and I, I don't I don't see how how, how people do it because. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I say it all the time, man. If 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 I do something or I get upset or whatever, man, I, I I get I get convicted, and uh, and I'm glad and I'm I'm glad I do. I'm glad the Lord slaps me around, knocks me across the head, and says, "Straighten up, boy." Amen. I'm glad He does that. You know, hey, Hebrews 12, right? Hebrews 12. He says, if you're if you're if you're a child, he's he's gonna he's gonna come after you. Amen. And I, I'm glad that he he does. Because uh, even when I mess up, I want to be right. You know what I'm saying there? Amen. The Lord uh, uh, to work on me. And so they would have continued. Uh, they would have continued on. You know, the most dangerous evil in the world is that which is closest to the truth, that resembles the truth. You know, you know people say, oh, what, what's all the fuss? There's no big difference between us. Oh, yeah? Hey, listen, uh, uh, that, that little bit of... Uh, 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 truth there again. That's enough to send people to hell. That little bit of uh, difference. We want to be right. So that's why it's so important to know the Word of God, know the Word of God, and be Holy Spirit controlled and be Holy Spirit sensitive. And that's what the next uh, 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 verse uh, uh, talks about. Again, if someone is saved, they may backslide, but again, there's going to be something there. You know, you're in your heart. You know, I think I think of Melvin. Of course, I don't think he was backslid, but I think of Melvin. All that stuff that was going on in his life. We, you know, I remember my wife would ask me. I'd go visit Melvin. She'd say, "What's wrong with Melvin?" I, you know, I don't. Nobody really knows. I don't. I never found out what was really the issue was with Melvin. But you know, and how many times I think about we showed him a picture of his mom or that, and you know, he didn't identify. But boy, when we said, "Who's your savior?" Amen. There was something there. Amen. And that says something. Amen. The spirit, despite everything going on, whatever it was, physical, mental, whatever it was, amen, that spirit still gave witness in his heart that he was a child of God. And boy, that's a wonderful and precious uh, thing to see. A wonderful and precious thing to see, which leads us to our next verse, verse 20. A great and exciting verse, which says, but listen to this, amen, but ye have an unction. Hey, he says, hey, they weren't of us. But hey, you're in a different category, man. You are of us. You're among the saved and you have an unction. I like that. From the Holy One and ye know all things. Now that word unction, that sounds like an old Southern. Boy, that boy's got the goods. Hey, man, he's got the old unction. You ever hear, I'd hear him say that, man. You get, boy, that boy's got some unction about him. Praise God. Amen. But all that simply means is the anointing. Amen. You're just anointed. Thank God. Uh, we've been anointed by God. How often, how often when you're sitting, do you think about the fact that you are an anointed people of 
God. I know a lot of people misuse that anointing, amen? But the Bible makes it clear. We don't have to be afraid. Hey, just because people use Bible words the wrong way doesn't mean we have to be afraid of using them the right way. You know, a lot of people are scared to talk about the Holy Ghost because people use the teaching of the Holy Ghost the wrong way. Hey, we don't. I'm not afraid to talk about uh, the Holy Ghost and being filled with the Holy Ghost and having the power of the Holy Ghost. I mean, guided by the Holy Ghost because that's Bible, right? So, hey, we can teach it the right way and we can enjoy uh, the relationship that we have with the Holy Ghost of God according to uh, the Word of God. So if somebody says they have the Holy Ghost, talking about being close, but wrong. See, if you say you have the Holy Ghost, but you're always talking about the Holy Ghost, you know what that tells me? You don't have, you don't have the Holy Ghost or you're being controlled. But hey, if you're always talking about Jesus, bragging about Jesus, loving Jesus, amen, wanting to serve Jesus, I say, man, that guy's got the Holy Ghost, amen? Because the Holy, uh, Holy Ghost is always uh, wanting to do something to magnify the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, and we need to realize that we are anointed people of God. And listen, uh, uh, God doesn't waste his anointing oil. Amen. God doesn't waste his anointing oil. People were always anointed to fulfill a purpose and an office. We see the example of that in the Old Testament. The kings and priests, right? People were anointed to be kings and priests for what? The purpose of fulfilling God's will for their life and fulfilling a purpose in their life and, amen, a particular office. Let's give a couple examples of that. We see David being anointed. Let me give you that verse. 1 Samuel 16, 13 says this, Then Samuel took the horn of oil, Amen. Always used oil and anointed him in the midst of his brother. Look at this. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. So we see, amen, that anointing uh, was a type of the spirit. And when he anointed, that was that was an, uh, an example that, hey, God's anointing is now upon this person. God has a purpose for this life. God has something that he wants this life to fulfill. And that's the same for you, amen. God has put his anointing upon you. He has a will for you. He has something that he wants you to fulfill or that he wants to fulfill through you. Again, Aaron is another great example. Exodus 28, 41, it says this, and thou shalt put upon them, it's also talking about Aaron's sons here, but it says some interesting things here. Exodus 28, 41 says this, and thou shalt put them upon Aaron thy brother, now that's talking about the special clothing, and his sons with him, and look at this, and shall anoint them, amen? You're separating them from the, for this office, right? We're, uh, remember, we're not just separated from as children of God, we're separated unto. And so they were being separated uh, uh, from the other uh, people of Israel unto. And it says, shall anoint them, and look at this, and consecrate them, and sanctify them. Why? That they may minister unto me in the priest's office. But I would say that the anointing that God has given us is for the same purpose purpose. He wants us to be a consecrated people. Remember, was it Moses that cried out, who will consecrate himself uh, this day unto the Lord? You got to say, me. Yes, Lord. Amen. I want to be one of your consecrated ones. I want to be one of your sanctified ones, set, set apart for your use, that may minister unto the Lord. 
Hey, it's a wonderful thing. A lot of times we think about ministering to others, but our job is also to minister unto the Lord uh, as believers. And that's what we do a lot of times in our, we do it collectively as the church when we sing those songs. One of the things is what is to, to allow those songs to prepare our heart and mind, but also that's a way for us to minister unto the Lord when we sing those songs. When we give testimony, that's a way for us and brag on the Lord what he's doing. That's a way for us to minister uh, uh, to the Lord. All right. And, it's, and then it says in Exodus 29, 7, then thou shalt take the anointing oil and pour it upon his head and anoint him. What a wonderful thought that is. You, you think about uh, Psalm 133 in verse 2, I believe it is. It's only got three verses. Verse 2, where it says that oil that fell upon Aaron's head, upon his beard and his garment and his feet. A wonderful thought there, amen. That, that anointing oil, amen, flowed from top to bottom, amen. And we want to be filled with that anointing that God has put upon us. And so we got to remember, we look in the Old Testament, we see they anointed the kings, right? We see they anointed the priests, but the Bible tells us, what are we? Amen. We've been made kings and priests in the Lord. Revelation 1.6 says this, And he hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. 1 Peter 2.5 says this, Ye also as lively stones, amen, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood. Now, uh, we just read there in Exodus where it said that uh, Aaron and his sons, their purpose was what? To minister unto the Lord. And I think 1 Peter 2, 5 shows us that we're also anointed to minister unto the Lord. It says what? To offer up spiritual sacrifices. Now, they offered up sacrifices. We know that in the, in the tabernacle and in the temple. But we are still, amen, offer up sacrifices to the Lord, right? It's just different. It's spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. The, the, uh, the sacrifices that we do, amen, go through Jesus Christ. So being anointed in the Bible was a serious and special thing. I don't think those men took it lightly. I don't think David took it lightly, uh, uh, when uh, uh, Samuel came there and anointed him. He said, well, well, uh, nah, that's over. I guess I'll go back out and get back to the sheep. I don't think he took that lightly. I think that weighed heavy uh, upon him. Uh, and so, and you see several times when uh, men were anointed. So it was a serious thing. It was a special thing. And it wasn't taken lightly. And you know what? We need to be serious about the anointing that God's given us. We need to consider it a special thing. You know, uh, I appreciate uh, uh, Brother Lester's uh, 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 humility. He says, well, you know, I'm, I'm nothing. We're all nothing. <laughs> you know, get over yourself. Amen. Uh, listen, I always, like I said before, you know, I used to get mad when I was a little kid because my uh, stepdad, he'd say, boy, you're, you're never going to be nothing. And boy, I'd get mad. But you know what? Found out he was right. Hey, sorry. I, I have to admit he was right. I grew up to be nothing. Amen. But that's okay. Now I'm glad to be nothing. So Jesus can be, uh, uh, can be everything. That's what's exciting. And so uh, uh, we need to take it uh, uh, serious that God has, has consecrated us, sanctified us, and gives us the honor to serve him and minister unto him. We don't want to take that lightly because what do we talk about? We want to be like Jesus, right? We talk about those things that were true about him, right, are true about us. Jesus was anointed. Look over there at Luke chapter 4, and uh, you see some great verses here. We'll just, uh, we won't read the whole thing. We'll just start in verse 17. 
where it says here, Luke 7, uh, 4, chapter 4, and verse 17. Now, this is where the Lord uh, was, was, uh, uh, came out and uh, was in the power of the Spirit. And then he went to the synagogue. And then in verse 17 of Luke 4 says this. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, and to sit at liberty them that are bruised. And of course, uh, that's, I believe that's Isaiah 61, 1, if I remember correctly. But notice it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to what? To preach and has sent me. You see, even Jesus... Jesus was anointed for a purpose. <laughs> he was anointed for a ministry. He was anointed with a and for a purpose. And of course, the anointing enabled him to do his Father's will. So, uh, 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 and so that's why we need it. Amen. We want to. We want to be like Jesus. He had that anointing for the ministry, and God the Father has anointed us for the ministry He has for us, and that should be our life purpose. You see, because that inner, that inner unction that God gives us is what gives us spiritual understanding. Look here in uh, uh, verse 21. He says, I have not written unto you because you know not the truth. But what? Because you know it. And no lies of the truth. Well, how do we know the truth? We know the truth. Amen. Because the spirit of God is within us. The unction, the anointing of God was within us. And of course, as we'll see, it's there what? The Spirit of God is there to teach us. That's how we know the truth, right? We, 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 we read the Word of God and it, 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 it gives us understanding. It helps us to know what truth is. And so when we hear things, we can say, yep, that's right, that's wrong, that's truth, that's lie. And we can, we can discern it. We know the truth. So we can spot the lie. We can spot the false teaching because we know Christ. And we can, so we can, since we know Christ, we can spot the spirit of the Antichrist. It says there, because it came to teach us, verse 27, here it is. But that anointing, talking about that unction, right? Just which just means anointing. But the anointing which ye have received. Right? We all received it. You don't have to do something uh, to get that anointing. You received it. Uh, when you got saved, you received of him. It what? It abides in you. It abides in you. It stays there. And ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, Ye shall abide in him. And the Lord told us that's why the Spirit would come to, uh, uh, to teach us and, uh, and, and, and guide us. And so, boy, I, I think about, you know, as I've, as, as I've traveled the world and found myself in different situations and in, 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 in different uh, groups, I'm glad the Spirit of God, especially when I was a young Christian, you know, I was still a pretty young Christian uh, when I went to the mission field and still trying to figure things out. Boy, I'm glad uh, I had the Word of God and the Spirit of God to help me discern uh, a lot of things, amen, when I was tr trying to figure things out as a young uh, a preacher, young missionary on the mission field. The Spirit of God and the Word of God help keep me uh, uh, straight. Amen. And, uh, and, and I'm so thankful for that. 
You know, uh, 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 the same anointing, it says, the same anointing teaches you. It gives us discernment. Well, that's why we can walk into situations. Oh, well, what he said, something's just not right here. Or sometimes we get in a situation, we say, man, there's just something about not right here about the, the spirit in this place. It helps us pick up on things and it protects us. Amen. It protects us. You know, a lot of times people accuse Christians of being divisive. You know, oh, they're so divisive. Well, we're not divide. We're not. I don't think we're divisive. We're not trying to divide anything or anyone. But we do have responsibility. We simply, because we know we know the Word of God, and we have the Spirit of God, and it helps us to discern. It helps us to understand the difference between right and wrong. It helps us to understand the truth between uh, uh, the, the truth and a lie. All we're doing is we're just simply acknowledging and recognizing. Right. And calling out the divide that's already there. <laughs> we didn't cause that division. That divide's already there. There's a division between light and darkness. There's a division between right and wrong. There's a division between truth and lies. At least they're supposed to be. And there's supposed to be a, a clear division. We're just, our job's just to point out what's already there. We're not making that division. We're just trying to point out, hey, there is a division. There is a right in 2021. There's still a right and a wrong. There's still a truth and a lie. And our job is to point that out. You know, it's already there. And uh, I mean, can you imagine? I was thinking about Ari, uh, uh, you know, when he was out at the Grand Canyon. Can you imagine when, when he was standing there and he, there's a, some people standing there. He's like, hey, boys, look, look at this big canyon right here. And they turned on and said, now, what'd you do that for? Why'd you put? No, it was already there. Amen. He just pointed out the fact that it's already there. Like, duh. You know, it's already there. Amen. And listen, he just pointed out, hey, there's a big divide. You know, uh, we think about there in Luke 16 when they talked about there's a big divide between uh, uh, Abraham's bosom, right? And hell said, neither can any man cross from there and there cross from here. Well, not only is there a big divide, but there's a big divide here on earth. Amen. Between what glorifies God and what doesn't glorify God. Between, uh, 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 again, what's right and what's not right. Between truth and lie, there's a big divide. And because we stand, we st as Christians today, we stand for what's right. We say, oh, no, no, that's wrong. Oh, no, we can't go for that. No, we can't give in to that. You're so divisive. No, -uh. no, we didn't make that division. Amen. We're just standing on the right side of that divide, if you will. That's what all we're doing. We're just we're just calling out the divide that's already there and making it clear that we're going to stay on this side of the divide. We're going to stay on this side of the line. We spot the lie and deception and call it out. That's our job as Christians. So verse 24 says, let that therefore abide in you, which ye have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son. You see, those that weren't of God didn't continue, but those that are in God should continue. Like I said this morning, we want to continue, amen, to go and to grow. We continue. We got it. We abide in it because we got it and abide in it. We continue uh, to walk with God and serve him because, amen, why? I'll try to finish up. We're looking forward to a day. Verse 28, we'll finish up here. And now, little children, abide in him. Why do we want to stay faithful? That when he shall appear, amen, well, listen, he shall appear. He's coming again, amen, thank God. 
Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe even maybe soon, he's coming again. And he shall come again. And we're looking forward to that. So he is coming again. And what does it say? He's come again. That when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed. Hey, listen. Uh, when I see my Savior, Amen. I want to be able not 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 with a not with a, a, a brassness and a pride. Listen, but we, we not not prideful when I meet Him, but confidence. A, a Christian, listen, a Christian that's walking with God, a Christian that loves the Word of God and knows the Word of God, that's filled with the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, and and trying to do right. Hey, we 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 won't be a prideful people. We won't think that we're better than anybody else, but there should be a confidence about us, a confidence that, hey, I, ha I have confidence not in myself, but I have a confidence that I know uh, that what I believe is right. I have a confidence that my Savior is the only Savior. I have a confidence that, amen, uh, he is the only way. He is the only hope. And that what I hold is the only truth that there is. I carry that confidence in my heart. Amen. That, that Hopefully that doesn't give me a pride. Amen. But it gives me a confidence and a, a stability in my life. Amen. Uh, 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 as I move. And when I talk to people. You know, I, 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 I've talked to people and even they don't agree with me. I've had people say, man, I, I, I don't really agree with you. Maybe it's not, but I, I'm just amazed how you can talk with such confidence. Or, I wish I had confidence in what I believe. You know, here they're trying to tell me what they believe. But, you know, they'd say, uh, I wish I had the confidence in what I believe like you have the confidence in what you believe. Uh, well, we know that they can't have the same confidence because we know that we have the truth and only our truth, the truth of God, can give that confidence. And so, listen, uh, 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 we, we want to walk humbly. But listen, no, we don't have to. When we meet our Savior, we know, listen, if we are trying to do right, if we do see that we've moved from child to a young man and a father, and we know that we've walked with Lord and done our best uh, uh, as a Christian, hey, listen, we can have a confidence. We can have a peace. And thank God we don't have to be ashamed when we meet our Savior. Hey, uh, what a wonderful thing it is when we have a funeral for a, a saint that's been faithful and say, hey, they're meeting their Savior. And I think when they walked in, they didn't have to walk in with their head hanging down in shame, maybe in humility, amen. But they didn't have to walk in in shame because they were a, a, a faithful servant. What a wonderful thing uh, that is. We may have confidence. Why? Because we've grown from a babe to a child, to a young man, to a father. We got it and we continued in it, amen, as we were guided and controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. We've continued. We have discernment. We've abided faithful. That's a wonderful thing. Don't let that, if you've done that, don't let that make you proud, but let it make you confident, amen, and thankful, amen, that God has kept you in his service all these years. Let's finish up verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. Another example, again, of what is true in him, we want to be true in us. We know he's righteous, so we have that desire to be righteous. We know he is holy, but we have that desire to be holy and live in a, a godly life. Amen. As we saw, he was anointed. Thank God we're anointed. He was righteous, so we're righteous. He's, so he's coming again. And again, as we think about that, we can have we can look forward to it with joy 
because we have confidence, amen, to the, to the best of our ability by God's grace, we've stayed by the stuff, amen, and we've walked with God. So we have confidence that he's coming again, and we have confidence in what he has done in our lives. And we have confidence unlike the world, right? Our confidence helps us, and because we have this confidence, we have a different view from the world, right? We have, a, we don't have, we have, we should have a biblical, as Christians, we have a biblical world view. We look at things totally different. Why? Because we're in a different family. We've been raised different, right? As Christians, we've been raised different. So we, we look at things uh, different. Everything, everything that we, when we look at it, it runs through that, uh, that prism of biblical uh, truth and uh, 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 guidance uh, uh, of the Holy Spirit. So I know what I know by the Holy Spirit opening my eyes of understanding. He opened my eyes to see, to learn, and discern. Amen. <laughs> we have that anointing. We have that unction. So uh, I sort of wrote this down. I like, I like maybe help you remember it. When I, I got to give you another corning saying. You know, I got to do that, right? So we should think of it this way. Amen. I, I put this down. The unction affects the way I function. Amen. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Sister Judy, but hey, I gotta, that's the only way I can remember things. Sorry, you know, when, you, you know, when you're not smart, you got to keep it simple, right? And so that's what we should think as Christians, right? The unction should affect the way we function. We have that anointing, so it should lead and guide us. So what a joy, amen, to be saved, to be growing, to be spirit-filled, to be spirit-guided, to be spirit-taught and learning and growing on a daily basis. So whether you're a child, whether you're a young man, or whether you're a father, amen, uh, just good to say I'm glad to be a part of the family of God. Let's pray.